This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It encompasses a wide variety of people's places, things, concepts, and ideas. But of course, at its heart and at its core, it is all about sports. It is all about our culture and, of course, all about the Auburn family. So because it is about the family, we've got to invite the Auburn family members in. And the most important one for this show, probably Mr. Austin <laughs> Scott. Joining myself, your other co-host, Kyle Loomis. Austin, Cadillac episode number 24. Number 24. This is the one you've been waiting for, Kyle. It is the Cadillac episode of our little experiment here. And uh, I just I, I can't wait for folks to just have another episode where you talk about Cadillac for 30, 45 minutes. I, I could just gush about that man forever. <laughs> now, this, you think that's bad. Get me started on Cody Burns and how much I love that man. That's we, the, pa- that, we passed 18, Kyle. Uh, we did. I. I know, and I, I dropped the ball on that one. But because of the significance of Cadillac, you know what would have been really smart for us, Austin, is if we had teamed up with Niffers to on the day that they <laughs> announced their new Cadillac uh, menu item to have the Cadillac episode, which means we probably should have delayed this one for a little bit. So we missed that opportunity. Yeah, They haven't announced that, right? Just as a follow-up to a previous episode for everyone. They have not announced that. My understanding is it has not been announced. I thought okay. they announced the date that they were going to, but I haven't been able to find it. Not that I've really been looking all that hard for that specific date. I figured it would be going all over social media when it happens, yeah. but I'm equally awaiting that because next time I go to Niffers, if it, as long as it doesn't have mushrooms in it, I'm going to be trying it. I'm not a mushroom fan, to be honest with you. I, I'm not either, but I'm interested to see what uh, comes up and, and if our grand ideas were picked, which they probably weren't because somebody else probably picked something much better than ours, but... We had worthy submissions. We did. What was yours? It was like a like a burrito. What was it? A crunch wrap. Crunch wrap. Yeah, That's crunch what it was. Wrap. That's what yep. it was. I love that idea. I th- I hope that somebody over there took that idea and uh, <laughs> ran with it. And hopefully they'll uh, some somebody was watching out there at least pass the uh, the information along uh, to them. So uh, we could talk about that all day because I love talking about Auburn food and food places. But let's you know, a little Auburn potpourri to start off. And we've already kind of got that started. I'm going to throw this out there uh, to get us going uh, so we can talk about some happy things because I know everybody's not happy with basketball right now. But the XFL is back at it again for the third time. Will it? Is third time the charm? Who knows? <laughs> Why is that imp- important for Auburn? Because one of the things that I love about these spring football leagues is because it gives an opportunity for these Auburn players to be seen again. And that's why I love the AAF when they before they folded the XFL before the pandemic took them out and the USFL because you get to see these guys again those that either haven't been able to maintain on an NFL roster or just for whatever reason you get the opportunity to watch those players that you love so much again in the XFL and so the season has arrived again are you going to be watching any XFL games Austin? Uh, it, it snuck up on me and, and we're, you know, we had the Super Bowl last week. So pro football, I'm kind of phasing out right now, getting into some baseball and more into basketball, but my football itch will always come back up, you know, no matter what. And so I'll, I'll probably tune in a little bit. I was, to be honest with you, I was more in favor of the USFL last right. year. I thought it went pretty well. Um, I'm from Birmingham and so they had a team. So that always kind of makes it a little bit more, uh, interesting to me, but 
Um, I, re- I remember the XFL the first time around. We've talked about Trevon Reed on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was on the St. Louis Battlehawks last time. Yep. I think they're a team in it again. Am I they right, are. Kyle? But they, but they, they are. have AJ McCarron now. Okay, well, they're not going to be my team now. Um, <laughs> they were they were last time. Uh, Trevon is obviously not uh, in the XFL this time. He's doing greater things. At, uh, at, listen, uh, Trevon Reed ain't done yet, so he can't even go back over there because he's not done that, yet. <laughs> that's right. But uh, So, yeah, I'll, I'll tune in eventually, and, and I, I always like to see our Auburn guys succeed, so I'll definitely keep up with them. Um, yeah. But you were telling me that uh, we had a few players that yeah. you could remember. I don't have the full list in front of me, but I think it was about you know six or seven guys. Um, you know, the big one, Sal Canella, uh, you know, obviously didn't mm-hmm. have the most – in terms of numbers, statistics, the most successful number or time here at Auburn, but is done pretty decently at this minor league football level, um, whether it was at the USFL. I think he was with the Breakers there, but now he's going to be playing in the XFL for the Renegade, which is the team I latched onto, led by Bob Stoops. I know that's kind of – most people don't like Bob Stoops, but I kind of liked uh, him. And Cameron Artis Payne, the former running back, used to play for them. He's not doing that this year. But now I've got another kind of higher profile skill player, Auburn player to latch on to. Canelo, I think he had like seven catches for 70 yards or something like that. So pretty decent day at the office opening up. So there's, there's other guys. Mike Horton, offensive line, I know is there. Tavares Davis is there. Devontae Lambert. And I'm, I'm leaving out a few of those. But that's why I love these Austin, because we get to see these guys again. Maybe not in an Auburn uniform, but in some ways we can find a reason to latch on to them, you know. Yeah, well, and and it, so far, over the last few years, when this is when all these spring leagues have kind of tried to rejuvenate again, uh, and it looked like the XFL was in a good spot before the pandemic hit, which who could have seen that coming? Um, these these leagues have been able to send players that have done well, and the NFL's taking notice, and they're able to get another shot in in you know the big the big league. So, um, I hope that that works out for guys like Canella. I hope it works out for, for other Auburn guys, but it'll be fun to see and track. Uh, I hope that we have, you know, someone on Auburn Twitter or maybe the E2C account is planning on tracking it a little bit uh, that can help us keep up with just the Auburn guys specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to watch every XFL game, but uh, maybe those E2C network Twitter people might, uh, whoever runs that account might uh, figure something out about that. Uh, yeah, we were planning on doing that. No, and I, I honestly, <laughs> I, I have all these ideas of things that I want to do for the Auburn family and stuff. It's just, you know, it, it's time is the biggest thing right now. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to do some things like that. And but we'll definitely, I will personally be keeping track of it. And if there's something big enough, we'll we'll mention it again. But especially because it started and you get the opportunity to see this, that's our biggest reminder to you all. Go check it out. Go see some of these players that you haven't got to see in a few seasons now, especially when they're doing as well as Sal has started off. So XFL underway. Other thing we want to talk about in potpourri real quick. Don't want to spend a lot of time on it because it's not fun. Basketball struggle bus continues. Uh, Not necessarily because we're a bad team and not necessarily because we don't deserve to, to win, but because we keep just having a stroke of bad luck in terms of not being able to finish. Now, some of that's by our own doing. We shouldn't be in positions to be, you know, having last second shots affect us or referees affect us. Um, but crunch time, in my opinion, Austin has arrived for the men's basketball team. They, they have now exhausted the time that they had to figure this out and get things done. It, it has to start now, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, an, another late game defensive breakdown yesterday uh, at Vanderbilt in a just it's in a disgrace of a basketball arena in Nashville. It's so awful. Um, it's awful. It's just it's ridiculous. Awful. Like just just fall in line. Burn like it everybody down. Else. You're just because you're nerds. You're not smart. Anyway, um, <laughs> just the and so another defensive breakdown for Auburn, and, and it cost them a game and. But I think you're right, Kyle. With four to five games maybe left on the on the SEC slate, yep. uh, it's crunch time. Uh, it, it things got to happen, and the schedule doesn't let up. You still have Alabama and Tennessee on that schedule to go. Kentucky, while not as what they usually are, they're still on the schedule, and it's at their place. So, mm-hmm. you know, Auburn has to find ways to put it together enough to get in the tournament. I still think this team can get in the tournament. I still think, as of right now, they are in the tournament. Um, but they've got to keep making their case and proving it, um, or they're going to be they're going to be sweating it out on decision day. Yeah, I think this team is still not reached its potential. I think this team is a lot better than it has shown. Um, all of these things that needed to kind of come together just are like missing. By you know, if one guard is not doing well, then the other guard is doing well, and it's, if they all come together at the right time, at the right moment, peak at the right moment this team can compete with anybody. I mean, they went to toe to toe with Alabama. Who's one of the best well, in the nation. And it looked like it, it was close at, when to come in all together when they played Missouri this past week. I mean, just an absolute beatdown of a team that took A&M on the ropes and A&M second in the league right now with only two conference losses. So right. uh, had taken Tennessee had beaten Tennessee the week before. And so it's there, it's there, but you know, at this point, it's like you you and I have been saying and you've been saying for longer, it's all there in front of them. It's all up to them at this point. If they can't put it together, they're gonna be they're gonna be not in the big dance. We hope it will be uh, the reality for them. But as we said, crunch time has arrived. Before history is written, Bobby Orr, behind the left of Sanderson, oh! it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's keep it in the basketball realm, but we're going to do things that are a little bit more happy for for us right now. And, And also kind of hearkening back to what we started talking about in the first segment, you know, guys after they've left Auburn. And one of the things that we have been continuously blessed with uh, by having Bruce Pearl is not only has he rejuvenated the program in a sense, uh, and not in a sense, in reality, but he's also made Auburn's existence outside of what happens on a college court a reality now and more prevalent. This weekend was the NBA All-Star Weekend. Now, I'm going to be the first to tell you, I I really don't invest that much in professional sports outside of the Atlanta Braves. And honestly, that's fallen off for me a little bit too. Um, But NBA, NFL, if you've got an Auburn person, I connect with you. Kind of like we talked about with the XFL. I don't really have any other reason other than that to watch it, but I will. NBA All-Star Weekend. You know, since the days of Charles Barkley, we really haven't had someone to, and that's beyond you and I's time, uh, to latch on to on this particular weekend. 
but that has changed. It honestly started changing a long time ago. Not a long time ago, a few seasons ago when we Chuma got into the league, Isaac Okoro, Sharif, JT Thor got in the league. But when two guys last season from that amazing team that we had, Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith came onto the scene, they stepped out there and said, these are part of that group that Bruce continuously is now putting into the league, but they're at a different level because they – made the rising all-stars almost like the freshman class. And it really is of the all-star group, the people that everybody is paying attention to who they're expecting to be the next big stars of the league. Walker Kester, Jabari Smith on their individual teams, the Utah jazz for Walker Houston Rockets for Jabari made that honor that game. It was really cool to sit there and watch it. And I, cause Austin, unless I'm wrong, there's been no one else that's made it thus far. No, uh, I, I don't think Isaac's made it. I, I think he would probably be the only other one um, that made it in his uh, his first couple of years. But no, I mean, it's really cool. And I think it it makes you want that next step. And I think Jabari and Walker can both get there of, of being in the All-Star game, which is going on right now while we're recording. And uh, I, I think that would be something that is just another rung on the ladder of, of Auburn's kind of resurgence in basketball is to see right. their guys – entered the NBA all-star game um, with the likes of the rest of the greats in the sport. Um, and so, yeah, it's super cool. Um, the game this year is in Salt Lake city where the Utah jazz play. So Walker is just, you know, revered uh, for his big year, big rookie year. And uh, they love him out there. And so it's cool that he's getting to do that at home. But I mean, I thought it was so cool when Auburn basketball put out and they were able to get the live reactions from, from the guys because they sent a guy out there, which that's probably never happened either. Yeah. But the live reactions of, of Jabari and Walker watching the videos Bruce sent to each of them and, and the personal videos to them of how proud he is of them and how much he misses them and how, how, you know, it's been so long, but not that long at all, but he's seeing them do things that, where they achieve their dreams. Uh, and those started at Auburn and thanking them for coming to Auburn. It was super cool. Uh, it was really cool to see those guys still love Auburn. Walker Kessler still wearing the bucket hat. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that was the new bucket hat. So they must I think have it taken was. one they out there in a little him. package thing, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so just really cool to see guys like that who are already having success in the National Basketball Association but still have deep Auburn ties, even if they were only here for one year, less than a year. Um, so I love it. I can't wait to see – how their careers go and how they continue to have a tie with Auburn through all of it. Yeah. Um, they sent, uh, and I believe this is his title, creative director of basketball, uh, Stephen Leonard out there does great work. Um, and it, he was even saying kind of on his own personal account, like he doesn't know of any other opportunity that's come for someone in his position like this from Auburn. So this is like, and he was probably the only one that a college sent to go cover them to go yeah. get those reactions to, you know, share that content from there. And, and look, we're not going to sit here and act like Auburn's exclusive that no other teams ever tried something like this before, but you just don't see it happening or at least promoted the way that Auburn does it, the way that they try to maintain that relationship with the people that have moved on past being a part actively of a program. And you see that you see Jabari, you know, reacting to uh, things that happen at Auburn now. Same thing for Walker as well. So what I loved about, and as someone who doesn't really care about the NBA outside of the Auburn guys, 
is seen on the big stage on national television in the Rising Stars game, them getting announced and seeing our guys up on the stage there. That was just so cool for me. It was like really surreal because that's the stuff that you like dream of seeing. You know, we didn't get to live during the Charles Barkley day. I was alive, but you didn't get to live during the the prime of it, the the most of it. So this really feels like to me, it's ironic. It's the Rising Stars game that they were part of, the Rising Stars All Stars. They are a new wave of Auburn basketball at that level that. I just don't think people grasp, especially students grasp what they've been a part of with this group of guys that are coming through one year to the next and then going to the next level. So my advice to students, to fans, it may be a little bit rough right now, (laughs) but understand where we've been and where we're going. Yeah. Just appreciate it all. Um, It's Still shocking to see that there's guys in the NBA that are, you know, getting drafted in the top five or in, in the first round for much less uh, that have the Auburn name beside them. And and they both do, and they're both excelling at an early time. We see their jerseys popping up in the jungle. Um, you know, it used to be all you could find was a Charles jersey in the, in the jungle, and it was, you know, what else do they have? Uh, but now, it, you know, sporadic, whether it's a Nakoro jersey, a Jabari jersey, uh, there's a there's always a bright neon Walker jersey right yeah. behind TV <laughs> on the, um, during games. And so it's super cool to me. I, one little thing that I lo- love seeing is the big and I'm a social media guy. So the, the Rockets and the Jazz both tweeted pictures of Walker and Jabari seeing each other again. And, and we're able one of them put a War Eagle reunion. And I'm like, these are national doing major this, yeah. league brands putting worry because everybody knows those two were at Auburn last year. Those two were on the team that went to number one. Uh, and so that's just cool to me that I, for me to have watched some bad, bad basketball for Auburn in when I was younger to now see that NBA teams actually know where these guys went to college and, and care enough that and it's Auburn. It. And embrace it is is super cool. I don't think I'll ever get over that. I hope I don't ever get over that. And it, like I said, it's a testament to Bruce Pearl, what he's been able to accomplish for the program, whether it's currently with the team he has and now with the you know the future, in a sense, that he's sent off beyond him. It, it's that, but it's a testament to the Auburn family. And what I say, if you are a pro team out there, semi-pro team, whatever, out, somebody outside of Auburn, if you want to have a big draw, TV attendant, like actual physical attendance, get an Auburn player on there. We will show up there. Like you said, these prominent national basketball teams. Why else? You don't see them saying rock chalk. Like, I'm sorry. You don't see that. You don't see go blue devils or whatever it is, or, you know, go heels. Maybe every once in a while you might see that, but like who in what world would thought they would type war Eagle. Yeah. It just blows my mind. It really it's, does. It's crazy. It's it's cool. I hope it continues. I think that the culture Bruce has established will continue to bring in guys of that caliber, and we'll keep seeing this. So I would like a prediction from you. I love getting predictions out of people. Clint hates it. I uh, did that to him recently on a, on a little bit of a, sh- a small <laughs> show we did here. But uh, if you had to pick one, Walker or Jabari, to make the all-star game first, let's assume they both can't make it at the same time. It's it, highly likely they both could just given how they're both doing. But like, if you had to pick one, we're not talking rising all-stars game. Cause that's, that's done for them. Now 
all-star. What's going on right now as we're recording this? Who is it, Walker or Jabari? Uh, man, that's a really good question. It is question. hard. It's a tough yeah. one. I th- I my I wanted to say Walker at first because I think his his blocks the and what we saw while he was at Auburn his blocks have made him so unique and he as Bruce called him he's the best player in the air um, and I think that that has helped him kind of establish a footing there in in Salt Lake but I think Jabari after he figures out the league in the first year and even some in the second year I think he's going to take off with the Rockets and the 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 potential he has and the focus he's going to be on that team to be able to score um, and play defense at as the guy there. Uh, I think he'll be able to put up some numbers that will get him there first. Um, and I don't remember how much of the all-star making the all-star game is voting, but um, if you factor that into, I would think Houston might have a bigger market than Salt Lake city, but that's well, getting that, too into they, the weeds. <laughs> and they do like this thing where they pick the teams now, like LeBron and whoever else is the prominent player yeah. picks the teams. These days. So it's weird, but either way, I think actually it'll be Walker. And, and I, I want to say it's Jabari. I think that's honestly the easy answer. And that and it's not, doesn't make it any less right. Mm-hmm. But to me, I just feel like it's Walker where I stand currently. Either way, it doesn't matter. Cause the reality is they're both going to make it right. That's what we know yeah. is going to happen. It's awesome, though, for now, rising All-Stars. And that means, of course, they'll be making the All-Star game, the actual game, soon enough. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Let's move away from some basketball talk and actually talk a little bit more about the spring sports, specifically the diamond sports. We did a little bit of a preview last week because softball had just gotten going and we were on the eve of baseball season it is here folks it felt like it was just yesterday for me that i was uh watching many many games from the uh, parking garage overlooking which is not bad seats quote unquote i'm doing air quotes for the people on the podcast um to watch the action from up there. You can stay out of the sun, all that. I shouldn't be saying this because now people are going to go steal all my spots up there. Stay, stay out of the rain that one night. That, that one. So I saw each other. Yeah. But still nothing beats actually being in that Plainsman park on a packed house. I mean, they had the, um, the fall game. Uh, and I attended, mm-hmm. I forget which weekend it was, but it was just completely packed out. Cheerleaders showed up to cheer at a baseball game, which was a little weird. <laughs> Shout out to Dalton Odom. Mike Mann was there. Uh, it, it just, it, it's baseball is a kind of feels like a lot. What's been happening with basketball the last few years. It's, it's finding its footing again, it's resurgence. And I think you saw that reflected with at least one sellout. Was it both all, all sellouts? I, I saw one, I think they were touting yesterday's, the Saturday game. Um, Sundays are always harder to get a sellout for, but yeah. I think I, I know there was at least one. I, I believe it was the Saturday game. Yeah. I, so that's just a testament to what Butch is putting out there, uh, what the team, the program is doing right now. Uh, so obviously we don't know what this season's going to look like yet. We'll be updating as much as, you know, we feel like we need to here on this podcast series and on the the channel and anything else out there that u2c network puts out but uh opening weekend versus indiana 
I don't see anything to be worried or like super ex- I shouldn't say super excited because there are a lot of things to be excited about. But they kind of did exactly what I thought. They won the series. And we saw some new faces that people are a lot excited about. Ike Irish. We saw some familiar names, uh, you know, in Joseph Gonzalez, throwing in just a beautiful gem of a game. So that's just a couple of my takeaways. Anything that you took away from the diamond sports or specifically baseball right now? I mean, I think that they did it. Like you said, what we expected them to, you don't think of baseball much with the big 10 where Indiana's from. Uh, I know it was odd to think about Indiana having a baseball team, like very strange. Uh, but you know, Coach Thompson said it that they are an experienced team. They're a team that can break out and score a lot of runs. Oh yeah, and it, it could come at any point. It came today during the Sunday <laughs> game, uh, all at one time. Uh, but you know, Auburn did well enough to win the series against them. Like you said, Joseph Gonzalez still recovering from a little bit of an injury, threw forty-one pitches in five innings, uh, and just did exactly what you expect your best guy to do. Um, you mentioned some newcomers that seem to be fitting in perfectly. Ike Irish being one of them with a great Auburn debut. Um, it was super cool. Love that it's back. Love the new uniforms that were in, in style this weekend. Um, so you, you are see- a fan of the blue thing. I Now that I've seen them and in person or not in person, but seen them in action. I think I'm a fan of the blue pants, the whole blues, um, love the creams. I think the creams I like way more than any of them. With that's the a that's a common like sentiment. I feel like I think yeah. I think what you said is right. And I got the opportunity because I went to a practice before the day that they actually debuted the Blues and was there with Clint Richardson and saw them in person. And I remember they looked good and looked cool, but like they didn't like it didn't come at me in my face. Oh, that's blue, like it does on like social media for some reason. I think because yeah. everyone's focusing and oh look how blue those things are. But they do look good, but the cream ones, like you said. Uh, right? just, I just I would love a cream jersey. I mean, I think that it a little bit of a vintage feel, uh, but just looks really good. Uh, and so I hope we get to see a lot of that. Um, and then one of the coolest things, which I never thought of oh, yeah, I love happening, this. was Friday night, the opening day, Auburn Athletic Director John Cohen calls the game with Brad Law. Uh, yeah. And, a renowned baseball coach from Mississippi State. Yep. Um, championship. An incredibly successful coach, championship coach um, who knows so much about the sport, steps in while the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, has to go to Nashville to call the basketball game. And and Brad is exceptional in his own right. Um, but that was an amazing broadcast and it's such a cool thing to be able to see your athletic director kind of take a different role uh, and really showcase his knowledge. Uh, and it, for me, it when I heard little tidbits of it, it showed, you know, this guy has such a unique perspective as a former coach on the whole of the athletics. Right. Right. Um, He knows so much about baseball specifically, but I think a lot of that because he can relate to student athletes and relate to their needs and relate to what's, what really contributes successfully to the team and to a university helps him navigate an entire athletic department. But him on the radio was super cool. I never thought I would see something like that. And he might have done that at Mississippi State. I have no idea. Um, I I mean, frankly, I wouldn't have known anyway and and quite honestly wouldn't have cared. You mean you don't but, follow <laughs> Mississippi State social media with a passion, sir? I don't follow Mississippi State radio broadcast uh, tendencies or anything like that. Uh, but 
I thought that was super cool. I hope we get some more of that with some overlap. I'm sure it helped out Andy and Brad and the radio team. Yeah. Uh, to have, oh, just your athletic director step in and call the game with you. And it's interesting too, because, um, and, and not to like just play the comparison game, but, you know, former athletic director Alan Green was a former baseball player himself. And he's a pretty charismatic right. guy. You know, can get up in front of a microphone, carry himself very well. I kind of wish we had gotten that from him a little bit now that I've experienced it. Because I, I do mm-hmm. think that's so cool because everyone thinks of you as the guy in the office, right? Or the one that yeah. everybody blames when things aren't going well, especially if you're not firing the coach they want you to fire or hiring the coach that you don't want them to hire. But we'll open that one <laughs> tonight. Uh, but the, I just, I love the idea of it. it. It's, it gives them an opportunity to engage with the fan base more than they normally would. Cause you see them sitting at the games, they'll, you know, pan over there and show them on the jumbotron and they'll wave at the camera. They'll throw the pitch out for a game or something like that. Like they'll do the traditional things. This is not traditional. And that's Auburn has its traditions, but it's his own traditions. And so I love this. Do we get this every single time there needs to be a spot filled? No, I'm sure. But was it a great one-off thing that maybe they can do once a year or something like that? I, I want it. I demand it. Uh, give me these <laughs> things. Give, give me these cool little connective tissues like that for reasons to like latch on to these, especially office people, um, a little bit more. So I love that you brought yeah. that up because I thought it was just like a guest spot like it normally was. I, I didn't realize till a little bit later, oh, he was there for the whole game. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, and it was really cool. And like you mentioned, I don't think it will happen every game. I don't think it really should happen every game. Right. Uh, I think Brad called the game by himself Saturday, which just shout out. I cannot imagine calling an entire baseball game by yourself when you're the only person to talk to uh, or talk to yourself is the only person you have to talk to. I know what um, that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. Um, but super cool. And I, I do hope we get to see more of that. I think that that is something, you know, not to get too far off the beaten path here, but when we talk about people who have struggled to kind of integrate themselves into the Auburn community, that is the way you absolutely do that. And, and get out there and make yourself, you know, approachable per se. Uh, and just and just talk about what you love and and usually most of the time Auburn people can find a common ground with talking about what you love and uh and and those things tend to work out so love that idea and, and like you said hope we get to see more more of that also not to you know could be um dismissed or forgotten about here softball was home this weekend and utterly dominated uh and oh, listen it's not unheard of right these early season tournaments that softball plays especially the ones that you host at home they tend to be somewhat teams you're supposed to beat to get you geared up for that conference play or before you go play some maybe stiffer competition series and non-conference plays. So it's it's not like, oh, wow, Auburn did something they've never done before. But still, you took care of business at home. Uh, You know, it just seems like they've got all the pieces they need this year, not saying for a championship run or anything like that. They've already lost one game, I think, on the road. But, um, you know, that seems to be rolling good. The good vibes have started. For baseball, obviously, with this. So, you know, I don't know how you could ask for a better start to the spring diamond sports than what you got thus far. Series wins and everything galore for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to start off strong in your non-conference because you know the SEC is going to be an absolute war. Uh, and and that will never change. And so, yeah, good starts and good foundations laid. And it'll be fun to, to watch them keep going. And we will definitely watch it. 
and update you guys as appropriate here on the Auburn Experience Podcast. But for this episode, that's going to do it. We appreciate you all tuning in to episode 24, the Cadillac episode, as we call it. <laughs> we'll give every other name, apparently, an episode going forward. We'll call the next one the Darren Bates episode, because I think he was 25 or whoever else was. <laughs> There you go. 25. Well, Colby Wooden was 25. Right? Colby Wooden was 20. There, that, that's even better. It's the, it's the Colby Wooden episode. Sparrow you know what? Ky- Kyle Frazier's last year is a safety. He played that number Kyle Frazier episode. Whatever you want to put on there, we will do it. Either way, episode 24, the Cadillac episode in the books. Obviously, we want to uh, tell where you can keep up with us. Austin, where can they find you? Austin G. Scott on Twitter, Instagram, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'll make some poor comments that you can <laughs> rake, rake me about of the coals. And maybe share a, pit, a video of you dropping your computer time and time yeah. again. Yeah, 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 that thing. You can keep up with me on Twitter. <laughs> you can keep up with me on Twitter at KyleLemus24, uh, obviously over there, and then obviously uh, uh, you know, keep track of all the UTC Network stuff. Thank you guys for being part of this episode. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.